podcast i'm your host guy demarco and this is going to be a little bit of a different podcast this is going to kind of be a catch-up so a bunch of stuff has happened in the last oh month or so month and a half since i um, put out a lost podcast i don't even know when the last one was but a lot of life has happened so i'm going to catch you up so bear with me uh this is what's up so we'll get right into it i Um, had some family issues come up. My son got, uh, super sick and ended up spending three weeks in the hospital. That's the short story. The long story is, um, back in March, I volunteered to work the Accuracy International Match out at Altus Shooting Solutions in Baker, Florida. Everybody knows it's my home range. Love that place great group of shooters great group of um owners everything's honky dory so i go out to the match i'm roing on a uh on a saturday everything's good kids got like he's off he's feeling a little weird this is right around that time that everybody's like puking and shitting their brains out from the stomach bug that was going around so we thought it might have just been that. Having a really hard time keeping his numbers elevated because he's a type 1 diabetic. And uh, go to the match on Sunday. And he, uh, there's no service out of the range. So we get done early, or probably 12, 30, 1 o'clock. And I walk back up to the pavilion where they've got Wi-Fi. And my phone just starts blowing up. Hey, we're at the er can't get his numbers up he's in the 30s brought in a crash cart xyz and i was like oh crap so i was shooting or i was roing with a friend of mine pete's meats and um i literally took all of his stuff that was in my car and threw it out of my car right there on the pavilion and yelled at somebody that i was hauling ass said goodbye to the staff real quick um let him know that I was bugging out and then hightailed it from uh, the match all the way back down uh, to my house. Um, and why wouldn't I go straight to the hospital instead of going to my house? Well, I got cell service, called the wife. She's like, yeah, um, he's stable now, but we've given him like hundreds, if not a thousand, um, grams of carbs which have the sugar and just can't get him elevated at all kids eating like nobody's business but throwing up when he throws up he loses all those carbs doesn't process through his body properly got his insulin shut off to like 95 percent decrease he's going to build up ketones just a freaking nightmare so she tells me, we're probably going to get admitted to Sacred Heart in Pensacola, go home, pack a bag. 
go home, pack my usual 72-hour hospital bag, um, get to the ER and wait like forever. They finally say they're going to admit it, admit us, and then it's like a two-hour wait for an ambulance transport ride. So that was super fun. Get checked into the hospital. Everything's right with the rain. We got there Sunday night. Um, got there Sunday night. They're checking vitals every two hours, taking blood every two hours. XYZ. I'm doing all the poking and blood checks and everything else like that because we're using our pokers because they're not as evasive as the hospital pokers and XYZ. So we're there for three days. Couldn't figure anything out. Docs are like, well, they're just treating for the, the vomiting. They don't know anything about diabetes. We're managing the diabetes. They're managing the vomiting. Um, but also, like, he's not eating a whole lot. His endocrinologist is like, you guys are in charge of the, the insulin and the diabetes stuff. We'll try and figure out the rest. I was like, well, naturally. Um, so we're there Sunday. Monday, get discharged Tuesday night. Come home. Wednesday, little brother, Grady, he starts throwing up. He's not good at throwing up yet. I don't know how you get good at throwing up, but he was throwing up so hard and gagging, he was breaking the blood vessels on his face, which is called petechiae or petechia. And so he went to urgent care. He's got a stomach bug. And uh, that's that. Thursday, the oldest, Tater, he throws up. And then Friday, I have to be to work at, I don't know, I got to leave my house by like 6 to get to work by 4.45, 7 o'clock for PT, XYZ, kind of on the naughty boy list. So I'm trying to make sure I'm doing all the things right. Get there, or get up, Adrian comes in at like, 4.45 in the morning, he's awake. Um, he's not feeling good. I can see he's in his fetal position, cramps, not feeling good. Uh, this kid's telltale sign for um, vomit is he's got like a dry hack cough. He coughs once and then you know it's coming. So I'm like, okay. So he coughs once, take him into the bathroom like bright red I know it was strawberries but like red oatmeal-y looking type vomit pretty thick not a lot of water to it throws up everywhere give him a shower get him out 20 minutes later he's throwing up again but I gotta go to work like so the wife gets up with him so he threw up twice in the morning I guess he threw up like three more times during the day still can't get his number to come up his, his blood sugar number to come up and then I get home 3.30 something like that give him Zofran at 4 throws up at 5 and we call his endocrinologist and she's like get him to the hospital right now try to load him in the van to drive him there throws up in the van I said screw this just called uh, medical transport had him transport us over there to the hospital and then spent like two hours in the first floor ER trying to get a room. Finally got a room. 
got up there, took five sticks to get an IV in this kid, um, which um, a sensory kid with sensory processing disorder and uh, IVs don't go well together. I can tell you that much. So that was fun. On top of the screaming and crying and holding him down, yeah, it wasn't the greatest 20 minutes of my life. Um, finally got admitted up to the fourth floor, the kids' ward, get settled in, get everything taken care of, rack out for the night. Everybody's coming in, doing their thing. All's right with the world. Um, and then we were there for the next three weeks. <laughs> um not a full three weeks. I mean, we went in on that Sunday, got discharged on Tuesday and we're back in Friday night. So I count that as part of that three weeks, but we were there for another two, two weeks, two and a half weeks, something like that. Um, they couldn't figure anything out. They didn't know what was going on between the gastroenterologist, the endocrinologist, which the endocrinologist, nothing like it wasn't anything to do with his diabetes we were just trying to manage and keep his diabetes numbers numbers level while we were trying to figure out what else was going on because typically when he gets sick his numbers spike really high but this time they were dipping way too low and we couldn't get them elevated um so that was the frustrating part but yeah we spent two and some change weeks there um I didn't leave the hospital once. Uh, Adrian was coming up every day with Grady and the therapists to work with Grady. Um, Whether that was good or bad, I don't know. I mean, it was good that she got to see Tater and all that other stuff. But bringing the therapist, I think it just added an extra level of chaos to the situation. Um, Yeah, so that was fun. Uh, Leadership came out and saw me. Senior Master Sergeant Baird, Corey. Corey came out and wanted to do, like, a health and wellness check, I guess you could call it. Or just, hey, come out and sit with me for 30, 40 minutes and just see how I'm doing. Because at that point, I almost got arrested once for threatening to beat the shit out of the residents um, for not doing what I told them to. But I'll save that for a little bit later. Um, So Corey came out and sat with me had a good time um just kind of sat there and and figured out what the game plan was as far as how long i'm going to be there if i need anything if the wife needs anything xyz um so yeah that's uh that's what that was but um i will say like the one thing that i learned uh like most importantly is advocating for your kid or advocating for the patient um it seems that during the day, the attending residents or the attending physician um, kind of understood that, like, when I say that something needs to happen because of the diabetes, it wasn't hard for them to be like, yeah, that makes sense. But I don't know who they had on the night crew. Um, but my kid's blood sugar was 36. Now, for an adult, your target blood blood sugar level is between 80 and 120, right? For him, his is 180 to 250 
for his target blood sugar range based on his numbers from his endocrinologist. And he was a 36. And I told them to promptly put him back on D5 or D10, which is basically an IV, but it's got added sugar to it to help increase his blood sugar. And nobody would do it. I asked the nurse. I paged and talked and like told the residents, told them to go tell the residents. I basically had to ask three times until he was 36 on his blood sugar count because I was checking every 10 to 15 minutes because that's how long it takes for whatever you give him to to cycle through his body. And it's 11 o'clock at night, so he's already asleep. And um, Miss Tina, I know you're never going to hear this, but once again, I apologize. Um, I got a little Rudy Tootie and uh, used that loud, mean uh, instructor voice and uh, promptly told her to go find the resident or I will go find the resident and I will make him understand. Um, apparently, you're not allowed to do that in a hospital. Um, but sure enough, they decided that they were going to turn the, the, the D10 back on and get his blood sugar back up because all it all it was is sugar like they keep trying to take him off they kept trying to take him off the fluid so because they wanted him off fluid for 24 hours before they'd send him home well he's not you don't know what the fuck's wrong with him to begin with why are you taking him off the fluid that's keeping his blood sugar normal so that you can actually identify what's going wrong with his system so yeah I got talked to by the attending the next day that said I'm not allowed to threaten the residents. And then I told her promptly, then do what the fuck I say. Um, And then there was the awkward silence in the room. Um, So that was fun. And then, sorry if you heard a semi or a dump truck. I'm currently driving on the way to a match right now. um, Talking on my new fancy headset and sweet Zoom H6 my wife got me for for Christmas so I can record this podcast. It's pretty gnarly. But yeah, so advocating for for the patient or your kid or whatever, like you know your child, you know their their signs, their symptoms, everything else better than some nurse or some resident that's only pulling an 8 or a 12 hour shift. So if something is not right with your kid, like definitely get on there and let them know um what needs to happen for the health of your child. Um, And I think that was probably the biggest thing that I learned. Um, And sadly, the second biggest thing that I learned is not all parents are created equally when it comes to kids being in a hospital. Um, There was uh, numerous kids that were in the children's ward but had no family members with them and that was just weird to me um i think i only left my kid's side to like go downstairs and get food and then come right back upstairs and eat with him um and then when i did leave like a nurse was in there charting watching him so he didn't like pull out his iv because of the sensory issues so there was a a little kid in there that just wanted to run around and play, but he was obviously ill. Um, 
so like they basically had to put him in the uh like for the little babies they've got the the elevated crib nurse bed things with the cage that goes around it and they basically had to secure him in there to where he couldn't get out because he would get out and then run up and down the hallways so it was interesting um but yeah I didn't think I was doing a good job as a parent because my kid was in the uh in the hospital yet here I am I'm one of the only parents I saw damn there the whole time every single every single day sleeping on the couch um making sure that the kid was okay so that was reassuring made me feel a little bit better about the situation but it's super funny when you uh when you're there for so long and like the nurses um and we had some great nurses shout out to uh Pensacola Sacred Heart Children's fourth floor nurses y'all are freaking rock stars Emily um Trevor like you guys freaking rock um super funny that like they work like two days and then they uh they go off shift and then they come back and you're still there and they're like what are y'all still doing here and we're like um waiting to figure out what's wrong with my kid so super interesting super funny at least to me anyways and then um yeah, they basically they ran a bunch of tests and basically found out he's got a little bit of reflux. Um, he's got some reflux. And the way that they figured that out is uh, they tried to get him to eat eggs or oatmeal, which, if you know my kid, those are two things that he won't touch with a 10-foot pole. Um, so we basically had to get him to drink some orange juice or apple juice. But in this apple juice was a radioactive isotope. So... Drinks this apple juice, and then he has to lay underneath an x-ray for one minute and while they take, the, take this x-ray. And then he's got to lay there somewhat still for one hour. Find me a five-year-old that can lay perfectly still for an hour, and uh, I'll give that kid a high five because mine sure as hell didn't. Um, but then once that hour is complete, they do another um, one-minute x-ray. So basically what it's doing is it's seeing if the radioactive isotope is making its way through your GI tract in an appropriate um, amount of time, appropriate uh, measure. So to ensure that like you're not getting any type of backup in your gut or anything else like that because they thought maybe it was gastroparesis or like his lower his upper and lower intestine weren't like processing the food properly so they didn't necessarily know so that's what we uh that's what that test did and all that test really showed us is that he's got a little bit of reflux um so he's on a anti-reflux med which is uh which is awesome because we get to have him take another medicine. Um, so that's kind of what we found out. And then super funny. We had like the blowout of all blowouts on diapers. It's uh, me, Adrian, Grady, Tater in the room and his, his uh, nurse, Trev, Trevor. Um, at least I'm like 90% sure that was his name. Um, 
and we're like, start smelling. We're like, man, Grady take a poop? And we uh, check Grady's butt. It's clean. So I pull back the sheet on Tater's bed, and there is just a liquid river coming out of both ends of Tater's diaper. And it is just a flowing. So I mashed the little nurse button, and I was like, hey, my kid just crapped the bed. I was like, I need new sheets and new blankets, and I need a new pee pad. Basically, I just need some help. <laughs> so they come in and get a whiff of this, and it's just terrible. And it, he's still leaking out of it at this point. And, um, yeah, just like a chocolate shake out of both ends of his, his, his diaper. Um, and he starts kind of freaking out because everybody's a little excited. So I just basically get the pee pad that he was in and wrap it, wrap his body, take his diaper off, wrap his body up in it, and just carry him IV and, like, they have him disconnect the IV and then carry him into the shower and then give him a shower, and he's still kind of, like, oozing out. And, yeah, so a poop-covered day it was. Um, probably more information than you wanted to know. But that's kind of where we're at. And with this, like... I have no qualms about like being with my kid, but um, the Altus NRL 22 match for March was while I was in the hospital. So um, it was the first NRL match I have missed at Altus in the three years that I've been hosting matches there. So there's a first for everything. So I finally missed my first match. Um, probably could have used the extra points. Um, might have bumped me up a little bit in the finale. I don't know. But uh, from what I know, James uh, pretty much did all the stuff for it. He built the, uh, built the matchbooks, built the practice score, did everything uh, a match director does. I sat there and did the, after, the aftermath and put the scores in and submitted and all that other stuff like I normally do. So, uh, I mean, I was bored in the – hospital room not doing anything because I can't really do anything uh, with the kid because he's just sitting there watching tunes so yeah gave me a little bit of something to focus on for 20-30 minutes but so I missed my first match um, everybody had a uh, had a good time at the match apparently um, good course fire challenging course fire so that was good but Yeah, long long story short, the kid was sick, and they never really determined what it was, which was funny. They were able to finally lower him off of D10 to D5, D5 to um, no fluids at all. He maintained. He ate well. Um, we basically just tried to give him smaller meals but more frequent um, to try and help with the digestive digestive tract and make sure that, like, we weren't giving him too much food to where he was too backed up or anything else like that. But he's been home. We got home in the beginning-ish of April. Um, so, yeah, like the first week of April. We So, yeah, we were there, got back to the house, and then slowly started integrating all of the things that he had. So um, that was good. And, yeah, that's uh, – He's been doing better now. 
with the exception of uh, brother got a double ear infection and then he got an ear infection and then little brother um, was acting funny. So they went and got him tested for strep. He had strep. Wife and uh, Adrian and the boy, the oldest, get tested for strep on Monday. They've both got strep. I don't get tested for strep because I've been on antibiotics for my own ear infection for, oh God, um, I was on antibiotics for like 10 or 15 days or something like that. So I didn't have strep. I have no symptoms. I feel perfectly fine. I was dehydrated the other day, but that was about it. Um, yeah. So there's, there's that. Um, that's basically what's going on with the family. Um, Got some other stuff going on. Um, guy, uh, Larry Collins, he's basically like a second father to me. Um, found out he was admitted into the hospital um, with unknown, I don't know what his original symptoms were, but wasn't feeling good, wasn't feeling hot, XYZ. Gets admitted to the hospital. They end up, uh, that first night, they put a tube in his chest and pull out two liters of fluid in and around his lung area so which was making it hard for him to breathe so two liters of fluid around his lungs so like that's a full two liter of soda for comparison so they pulled two liters out that afternoon and then the next day they pulled another two and a half liters out so four and a half liters of fluid in this guy's chest making it hard for him to breathe um, he was in the hospital for three weeks. Um, yeah, just, uh, just a bad rap. Turns out he's got, uh, he's got lymphoma, um, two different kinds, I guess. Um, unaware of what stage it's in or anything else like that. So that's been, that's been weird dealing with that. Um, he's like a second dad to me. Um, tried calling him. He's, uh, he's 71. So he's technologically advanced. Like he still pays all of his bills with a checkbook ledger. Uh, he's super old school like that. So, um, yeah, I'm hopefully I don't have to take a trip back to Arizona anytime soon, but, um, that might be coming down the pike. Um, my dog had to take her to the vet. She's not doing too well. Probably going to have to go take her back in and get chest x-rays she's coughing and hacking and everything else like that blood work looked fine but she might have something uh respiratory or something like that going on she's nine or something like that right now and then um my wife's best friend julie stationed up in uh her husband's stationed up in delaware they're down here for like the next two and a half weeks they are going to be uh two peas in a pod for the eud uh, the EOD ball. They're going to be working the EOD memorial. The morning of the EOD memorial, they're going to be getting set up at the the location, getting everything taken care of, and doing all of that fun jazz. I will be watching my two boys and her son. So, uh, if you're into sending thoughts and prayers, go ahead and send that to me next weekend because I'm going to need it. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be fine, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting for sure. So, Adrian flew up to Delaware. I had the 
boys for uh, three days, and then they drove back with Lincoln, her son, Julie, Adrian, and then Kingston, her dog, who's older than dirt as well, and uh, not in the greatest of health. So two unhealthy dogs, three rambunctious kids, two women. All right, going to Marianne and exit 136 in two miles. All right. So, yeah, I've just got a fun-filled adventure for the next two weeks. Um, Yeah, so there is that. Going to be a great time. Uh, It's kind of turned into more of an event session than, like, an actual podcast. But some people are interested in what goes on besides the shooting world. So... There is that. Keep you all updated. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's the episode. Once again, super appreciate if you guys like and uh, share the podcast. You can share the link, share the um, share the name with your friends if they like to hear stuff about some random guy's life and or the adventures in his shooting prospects. Go ahead and share this with your friends. Like the podcast. If you could give us a rate or review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be greatly appreciated. That helps bring awareness to the podcast and share the podcast with others. Uh, Makes it more available to more people. So greatly appreciate if you would do that. If you want to follow me, it's Facebook's forward slash guy.demarco. It's at hot, H-O-T-G-D, rod at hot gd rod on instagram youtube trying to get some more stuff put up there it's going to be youtube forward slash guide demarco and instagram at another gd podcast all one word and that's where you can find me so appreciate you guys tuning in and we'll see you next time later